0: Hello, hello, hello. I am excited to bring a guest this week. So I have a new friend, Trisha. She is a meal planning extraordinaire. She helps, you know, really her her niche, I guess, if you will, is to help busy, overwhelmed, tired mamas find joy in the kitchen and find connection with their family and not get, uh you know, turned upside down with this idea that we have to have um, perfect meals planned all the time and all this kind of stuff, but yet gives room for people to plan meals that, yeah, make them happy and and bring joy to their homes and all that good stuff. So I am really excited about today's episode. It you know though I put it in the show notes and I just wanted to mention like today's episode is about so much more than just meal planning. And I didn't expect that you'll hear throughout the episode just some really great nuggets that we can take into life meal planning or not. And I'm really really Looking forward to hearing your feedback on this episode and and your takeaways and please as always screenshot the episode and go drop it into Instagram and tag me or just send me a note or whatever works for you. I just want to hear your thoughts and and how your um yeah how you're showing up for today's episode and how it is feeds you. That's what I want to hear. So I'm excited for us to share with you. I also wanted to let you know. Trisha has a an offering that she wanted to make sure that we um, offered to you guys. There's going to be a holiday meal planning hacks masterclass. She's doing that on November 9th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Central. And I know that she would tell you just go reach out, and you'll find all the ways to contact her in the show notes here. And I really hope that you do. I hope you find a, this a tool that you can put in your toolbox. And, uh, yeah, Trisha's fun in the DMs and I'm, I'm sure would love to answer any questions you have or just, you know, strike up a friendship and chat with you. So be sure to go do that. I am again, looking so forward to hearing what you guys think of this episode and I've got some good stuff coming. So stick around and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast. I am your host, Selena Johnson. This is your place. This is the safe place for you to be, to show up, to come in out of your daily life and to just spend a few minutes being encouraged and inspired and supported. And I hope that you know that you are here with friends and that you get to leave. With a fresh perspective and a new idea, and to go spread joy out into the world from things you've heard here today. So, with that, we're gonna keep this intro short and sweet. So glad you're here. Welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast and enjoy today's episode. All right, I'm so excited today. I'm bringing somebody to you guys that has been like on my list of topics to touch on. And I, I found her and I'm so excited. So I am inviting you to all come and listen to me and my friend, Trisha. We are gonna talk today about meal prepping, meal planning. And I'm just, I like a I founder on IG and I'm so excited about it. So welcome to the podcast, Trisha.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love it when those, 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 uh, happy little accidents, as Bob Ross would say, yeah. would happen in the Instagram world.
0: Absolutely. i the happy little accident. I love him. Uh, all right. So go ahead and let's get started. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at in life and, you know, all the things.
1: Yeah, I am a married mom of two we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, mm. and we are eight weeks into emptiness, which is crazy to think about. Mm. Um, I have a 23-year-old and an 18-year-old. I work a corporate job. Like I've been through all the juggling and done all the craziness of trying to manage a job and a household and raise kids and all that jazz, which eventually then birthed this business that um, that I'm doing as a cooking coach and kitchen mentor. Um, It's just been super fun to bring my love of cooking. And at this stage of my life, be able to help other working moms really just tackle that beast faster and simpler than, than I had to 25 years ago. So that's where I'm at now. I have this business and I still work in corporate America and you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a great opportunity for me able to share the things that I love and help create connections and my little part of healing the world, I guess you'd say.
0: Yeah. One, well, I love that. I mean, I stand for the same thing where it's like both and right. Like we yeah. can, we can have this passion that fills our cup and it, I don't know about you, but it like trickles into all the areas of my life, including my job. So if I'm happy, you know, at home outside of work, it makes me, you know, love my job even more. So yeah, I love it that.
1: does. And you know, it's funny because just the other day, like I took a coworker, I made some butternut squash soup and, mm. um, I was like, she was talking about how her, how her husband does most of the cooking, but it's not always, you know, it's, it's pretty basic, really focused on like all the power foods and superfoods yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> And so I was like, I have all this leftover soup. I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to take her a bowl of soup. And, you know, just the joy that that brings to somebody to, to know that you're coming from a place of love and feeding them, regardless of whether it's simple or fancy Mm -hmm. um, it, it is you know, there's a, a quote out there. Cooking is love made visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can carry that anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. My mom would be like, amen, preach. That's like her. She's like, it <laughs> is a love language. I don't care what it anyone is. says. <laughs> like, It is a love it
1: language. Is. You don't have to be the feeder in the negative sense of here, yeah. eat this cupcake. Are you sure? Yeah, no. no,
0: no, you can totally do it in a really positive, powerful yeah. way.
1: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's I'm definitely a that. positive feeder. <laughs>
0: I love that. Oh, well, I, I know that I have so many people listening right now that are like probably getting out a notepad because this is one of those topics. And I like that you really are talking to those busy working moms, especially, and we don't want to cut dads out of it. Like maybe you're busy working dad listening, but you know, truth be told, I think most of my audience are are working mamas and I, um, or just working women who need to make ends meet in their daily schedule, right? Like they need to fill in all the, all the holes. So I'm really excited about this. I was sharing you with you before we pushed record here. Like, you know, it's part of what I offer. Like I offer meal plans for my people, but, but the thing that I really want to have you on for is helping those, like you said, like before we started recording, like fish for themselves. Like I want people to know how to structure this whole thing themselves and go into life um, feeling equipped and I know that you offer that so yes. let's just like jump in I first of all I just want to ask you like how did you get started yourself in this lane of meal prepping meal
1: planning and all the things um, so I'm going to, I'll try to keep it brief, but let me rewind to 20. We got all day. We got all day. We can do it. <laughs> then, um, I can even go back further than that, but we'll start with 25 years ago when I got married and started having kids and realized that I had zero domestic skills whatsoever. <laughs> and I really had no business even moving out of the house. If we're being brutally honest, I didn't know how to do laundry. Like we don't even need to go into all that. Anyway, I was ill-equipped. Um, and all of a sudden I had this family to feed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, when, at that point in your life, it's not like you, or even, I mean, I say even ever, but like, you don't always have the disposable income to go eat out all the time. Like right. you have to figure out how to feed yourself and feed your family. Right. And so when I was on maternity leave, I mean, again, we're talking 25 years ago, um, 1997. So I've mm-hmm. got married 96, whatever that math works out to be. Um, and so when I was on maternity leave, I just binge watched food network. Cause I didn't have anything else to do. And I was tired of boxed spaghetti and hamburger helper. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, while I guess I taught myself how to cook, that became what I thought cooking was supposed to be because we didn't have food bloggers and Pinterest and Instagram. Right. Like, and so then I started cooking for all my friends and family and my friends loved it. Our friends loved it but I couldn't figure out why every time we sat down at the dinner table, it was so stressful and everybody was so angsty mm. and I kept feeling underappreciated and overwhelmed. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with you people. Like I cook something different every night. You're never happy. Um, <laughs> and so I, that it's been a process, yeah. right. For years yeah. of what are they like, how do I make them happy? Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because it's only probably been in the last 10 years that it really occurred to me that they weren't the problem I was, Mm. it was the energy I was bringing to all of it. That was the problem. Mm. I was putting too much pressure on myself to be this perfect food network cook Mm -hmm. and cook something different every night and make sure that they had better eating habits and food habits than I did. And I went too far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was always the one that I executed a recipe to the T I mean, measured everything and Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way, that became not fun. And so about five years ago, I started selling Pampered Chef um because I love to cook and I love kitchen tools and time savings. And who doesn't? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And So it's still the best can opener yeah. ever. Like oh my God. I'm still like, I still sell Pampered Chef, but I don't really do parties. It's just more like, if you want something, I can yeah. get it.
0: That's it's good to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> I can hook you up if you want it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Sign <laughs> so I realized that one party touch point wasn't enough to make the impact that I wanted to make. The more women I met that were like, I hate cooking. I'm overwhelmed by cooking. It's too hard. It takes too much time. I can't meal plan. And I was like, oh, there's just something out there that's really not being tapped into. And I tried Blue Apron and Hello Fresh and I bought meal plans and I tried all the things and still couldn't find anything that worked for me. And yeah. so It was last year. I woke up one day and was like, I think I'm just going to start my own business where I help show women that it's not overwhelming. It can be simplified. It can be easy and it can be fun. Mm -hmm. And I do meal planning in less than 30 minutes a week. And if I can do it, then they can do it too. And I just Mm -hmm. need to figure out how to get it out there and how to break it down. And here we are a year later, kind of still in the process where I was like, I'm not the meal planning lady. Like that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just got that, you know, kind of intuitive or divine nudge this Mm -hmm. year that in all my market research, meal planning is the number one block for anybody cooking. And so I was like, okay, it's not where I thought I would start, but this is, this is what my people need. And so um, I started documenting my process and thinking, you know, oh, okay, so here's the process, but so why doesn't it work? And it's mm-hmm. because every family and every person is unique. And so right. their schedule, the number of people that they're cooking for, their dietary restrictions, their just their food preferences, yeah, the age of their children. Like there's so many things that I decided that my work would be one-on-one so that I can meet them where they are and quit trying to, I, I, you'll see in some of my, in some of my posts and whatnot, quit trying to shove Mm -hmm. your square peg in somebody else's meal planning Mm -hmm. bucket. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And so kind of a long answer to your question, but I think all those steps are important because I've been there and It is a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but with Mm -hmm. support, you can totally fish for yourself. Um, And then once we get through meal planning, it's all about how do you take those recipes, whether you provide a meal plan or they're looking at a recipe, you don't like chicken or they're allergic to dairy or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Here's how you can easily substitute things Mm -hmm. so that you don't get overwhelmed by the ingredients or the recipe. It's okay. Yeah. Because whoever wrote it, wrote it to their taste, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I
0: like weirdly emotional. So like. Food is emotional. You know what I mean? Like it's such, it's such a real issue. Yes. And what I love is that you're providing a real solution, which is that um, it is attainable. I think it is one of those things that we. I don't know about you, but for so long, I felt so unattainable. Like, gosh, it would be so great if I could have meal plan. Like that is like the thing, like, oh, my, everything would be amazing if I could have this meal plan. And that's, I mean, I, <laughs> the people I talk to yeah. are like my, all of my problems would be solved with the meal plan. Right? And it's like this cure all right. But it is something that I think broken down is attainable. What I hear you saying is that it is 100% doable. And it doesn't mean it like what I just heard you say is you weren't. A, a culinary expert or somebody who had gone to cooking school necessarily yeah. like you got to the point where you figured out what you needed for yourself and to be able to help other people find what they need for themselves is very exciting. Like I'm sure people who work with you are like life changed, right? Like,
1: it is. you know, it's really interesting because the things, you know, when you go into something like this, the things that you think are going to be the big ahas and the Mm -hmm. life-changing things that you teach are not at all what you think they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did a free meal planning challenge, five-day meal planning challenge in my Facebook group earlier this month. And it was Mm -hmm. so much fun. And at the end of it, I mean, I'm still wowed because I was I was asking, like, what was your biggest aha? Because we busted meal planning myths. I gave one little step each day toward creating your meal planning process.
0: Love it.
1: And I can't tell you how many people said, You gave me permission to Mm. not cook every night. Mm. I was like, what? It's huge. Huge. We put (laughs) so much pressure on ourselves to cook this elaborate meal and it has to be fresh and perfect and organic and whole foods. And you know what, if you're not doing any of that today, if you can cook one meal a week with the intent of I'm going to bring my family together and we're going to eat this healthy meal, Mm -hmm. we're going to have this amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. You've already won like Mm -hmm. each one's frozen food the rest of the week. Who cares? You've made, Mm -hmm. you've improved by 1% this week. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's yeah. so much about, there's so many mindset blocks and so yeah. many things you don't even realize when you start analyzing why you don't like cooking or why yeah. you don't like meal planning. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that.
1: So what are some of the myths
0: that, do you, I'm totally putting you on the spot, like what are some of the myths that you did bust? I'd love to share some of those. Yeah, so
1: you don't have to cook seven nights a week. I love it. Meal planning doesn't mean you have to have a meal planned for seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. So when I meal plan, I have one night we call it fend for yourself night. Yeah. So it's what My, left- we do that six nights,
0: nights a week a here. But yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it could be leftovers. It could be yeah. your favorite frozen pizza in the freezer that I don't like. I don't care what it is. Like yeah. there's one night a week, at least one night a week. I'm not cooking. Yeah. Um, it's also that you have to, another meal planning myth is you don't have to do it alone. Like yeah. if you've got a crazy night, like we're doing this, um, interview in the evening, so I may ask my husband to throw burgers on the grill and take a load off of me for one night of the week. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna go out one night or order pizza because we want to, and it's kind of our date night, right, or whatever. So I'm only cooking four nights a week. Yeah. It doesn't have to be when when people hear meal planning, they're like, Oh my God, I've got to practice. I've got to, I've got to, I need to be ready for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You just need to have the things around that you can grab Mm -hmm. um, and find out. And it's really about finding out what works for you. If cooking every night of the week is important to you and bringing your family to the table, then, then do it with 18 year olds and and with 18 year olds and teenagers. Like I'm lucky if I get 30 minutes with them a week, I don't care if it's in front of the TV, watching something they like, if it means I get that time. And I'm eating frozen ravioli mm. with a jarred sauce. You so know, literally just... what we had
0: for dinner tonight. <laughs>
1: just so everyone knows,
0: <laughs> literally, yeah. literally just got done feeding my family with frozen yeah. up. from Costco. So, yeah,
1: those are, yeah. Oh my gosh. We both found this butternut squash ravioli at Sam's Club. Oh,
0: oh.
1: melt a little butter, some dried Ooh, sage. That good. <laughs> And just
0: dump it on top of that pasta. You're good to go. I'm gluten-free now. And I was like, eyeing oh, no. it. I
1: was standing over all their plates. I'm like, this looks
0: so good.
1: <laughs> I'll eat a salad. <laughs> fine, everything's fine. Well, I, pasta options, just not maybe, you know, ravioli. Yeah. 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 There's other ones. Right. Yeah. Um, I, so one of the things that
0: you're, you're kind of touching on, is this idea of perfection and letting that go. And it sounds like you've gone through a journey with that yourself, right? Like you had tried to make everything perfect. So what's the advice you give your clients in in that regard, in regards to perfection? um,
1: Start small, but just give yourself grace. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Um,
1: And then the other thing I would say is really ask yourself when you're shooting all over yourself, I should do this. I'm supposed to do that where did that start? Where did that come from?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And isn't, is it relevant to you today? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, am a re- I'm a recovering perfectionist. I probably always will be, it just Aim. is what it is. Um, But what I discovered for my family is that when I let it go and really started um, and I'm going to talk about energy again, because I do feel like, as we know, as entrepreneurs or as people on weight loss journeys, whatever the momentum and the energy you put into something is what you get out of it. Yeah. So if you're going into it stressed and angsty and thinking you're going to fail, you're going to, Yeah. and dinner time is going to be miserable. Yeah. If you can just turn on your favorite music, uh, pour yourself a sparkling water, a glass mm-hmm. of wine, I don't care what your jam is. Take a deep breath and remember it's not something you have to do. It's an opportunity to connect with your loved ones. Yeah. And I promise you, if you can do that at least once, you will notice the shift when you sit down. You'll notice the difference in the energy. You'll notice the difference in the conversation. It changed everything for the way I communicated with my children.
0: Mm,
1: I love that. Oh, I love that so much. You're making me like emotional. I don't know
0: what my problem is. And like, it's just meal prepping, you guys. Like, I feel like
1: it's about so much more than the food. It it's about the connections that you make, the memories you create. And it's so simple to do so. And we make it so darn complicated. I know.
0: We do that to everything, right? I mean, that, that I'm a recovering perfectionist too. And something I talk about all the time is that it's we get the opportunity to change the picture. The only reason we have the expectation to begin with is because of whatever picture we've we've created in our mind and like if you can stop and think like oh maybe that picture looks different than it did before or who who like you said where did this come from every single time I've done that I'm like nobody has actually put this picture in place, but me, like I can just
1: shift it, right? right? Just change it. Like it doesn't It's certainly not what I grew up with. Where did I decide that this is the way it had to be? Yes, totally. Totally. So
0: I, I love that reminder just in general when dealing with perfection or like, you know, being up against Mm -hmm. that expectation you've placed for yourself. Um, I think it's really important now. What about though we do, we do have loved ones involved here in most cases when we're doing this and they sometimes do have expectations, like maybe they are unspoken, maybe they're spoken. And how do you help your clients with communicating with their family, what the plan is?
1: Um, so that's a really great question. I think there's, there's two parts to that. Um, one is just an open conversation of, I'm overwhelmed and I can't do it one more day. And it would mean so much to me if you would help me. It doesn't have to be, you never help me out. You never do anything. Mm -hmm. This is all on me. We can ask for help. That's again, part of letting go of that perfectionism is that we can ask for help. The other thing I'll say is if you have young children, um, and this goes, you know, I'm going to kind of put this in with picky eaters as well, right? You're not a short order cook. So you are not only cooking for your family, but you're also cooking for you. Mm -hmm. So don't let that go by the wayside, like cook what you want to cook. And then if you've got picky eaters, make sure you put one thing on that plate, you know, they love Mm -hmm. one thing, you know, they'll eat. And then if there's something like my son has a huge gag reflex on squash, I don't Mm -hmm. care. I feed it to him anyway. And he has to take three bites, Mm -hmm. even at 18, Mm -hmm. drives him bananas. But we well, do. It with the now play that he's in. out of the house, I bet he's just skipping squash right and left.
0: He's like, mom's not Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, because there's expectations from your children and from your spouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing I'll say is if you have young children, get them involved in the kitchen. I don't care if it's chopping a vegetable, if it's stirring something, mm-hmm. um, even if it's helping with the meal plan. And I don't mean what do you want for dinner this week? It's the worst question you I can ask. <laughs> But you can say there are three options, which one sounds good to you, right? Mm -hmm. There are ways to guide that conversation, but the more you get them involved, the more likely they are to try anything that you're preparing and throw less of a fit about it. And you're going to end up, even if they don't love it, you're going to end up with having far fewer pickier eaters than than if you don't stand, you know, if you don't stand for that honestly, yeah, like it doesn't mean there has to be a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want put chicken nuggets on a plate and then make them eat green beans, right? Here's your chicken mm-hmm. nuggets, but. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that, those are kind of the ways I, I just, the less confrontational it has to be, and I'm not one to avoid confrontation if it's necessary, mm-hmm. but there are ways to handle that conversation to say, I need help. Yeah. And if they're not willing to help you, then you've got to find fast, easy, convenience foods that you can keep around. Yeah. So that's you're making it fast and easy on yourself. Right. Like the right. Butternut squash ravioli. You can melt some butter and throw on top I of and it. Little parmesan cheese.
0: I love that. So how, what are you when you start working with somebody? What are those first questions if somebody were to come work with you that they should be kind of thinking about today and preparing for? Um and and assessing where they're at. I'm sure that's probably, probably you probably evaluate to begin with would be my guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, the first question is really, if you really think about why you hate cooking, what is it? Mm. Right. And everybody's, and this goes back to why I do one-on-one work. The answers are very different. Okay. I've talked to people that are, um, my mother never wanted me in the kitchen, so I never learned how to cook mm-hmm. to um, nobody likes what I cook or nobody ever tells me what they want to eat. So Mm -hmm. everybody's answer to why you hate cooking or why it's stressful and overwhelming are very, very different. So Mm -hmm. be thinking not just, I don't like meal planning. I don't want to do it, but really, why don't you like meal planning? What, what are the thoughts and feelings that come up for you when you get ready to sit down and make a meal plan Mm -hmm. or start cooking? Mm -hmm. And just kind of have those thoughts in mind because it really guides a lot of what we do. Um, While I, it's master your meal plan, and I do cooking lessons, and I do meal planning. There's a lot of mindset work and digging deep in there too about what's really holding you back. And while it just seems like meal planning, I just need a meal plan. I'm here talking with my hands, like you guys can see me. Yeah. Uh, But you know, (laughs) it's more than a meal plan. It what would your life look like if you actually knew what you were going to cook, you had this stuff on hand, you were confident in what you were going to prepare and you were going to sit down, look forward to sitting down with your family. And so one of the things I have them do is close your eyes and imagine the last time you went to meal plan or cook dinner after a long day. And what energy, again, what energy did you bring to that? Were you stressed? Were you angry? Were you anxious? And now imagine for a moment, if you knew exactly what you were going to cook, you felt confident in what you were going to cook and you looked forward to sitting down and connecting with your family, how different would that feel? And what would that do for your life? Yeah, I love that. And
0: I think the goal, the end goal, right, is like you said, that connection piece. Mm -hmm. So not focusing on the process so much as that, like, you know, with the result, should be yeah, with the, the, the fruit the, of the, the labor
1: is just to save you time and get you there, but the end goal is to let go of all that stress and overwhelm and mm. just create more connection and conversation. And once you get past meal planning, you can really talk about how do you have fun with recipes and how do you bring interesting food to the table. And I don't mean fancy gourmet, but maybe use a Moroccan seasoning on your chicken instead of lemon pepper, right? Mm -hmm. Because interesting flavors create conversation at the table. People want to know what it is. What are they tasting? How did you make it different? Like Mm -hmm. Again, there's so many ways to drive that connection at the table, but it, it does really start with with knowing how you're going to get there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So can, do you mind sharing like what your 30 minute process is for yourself that you, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so my first step is I look at my calendar mm-hmm. and I get real, really real with myself about how many nights can I realistically cook mm-hmm. and not only that, but how much time, so how many nights am I realistically going to cook? And is that like, I want to try a new recipe cook, or is that like, I'm heating up some frozen chicken from the freezer cook, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So being really real with yourself about what you're setting yourself up for. Mm-hmm. And that's how many, I determine how many recipes I'm going to choose and what I need, um, what I need in terms of that, the the quick fill in. Mm-hmm. Then my second, my second piece of that is how much time am I allowing myself to cook?
0: Mm -hmm. because that
1: helps guide the recipes I'm going to look for. If I only have 30 minutes because I have a crazy week, I don't need to be planning a two hour stew that needs to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really when you're picking, it's knowing what my, um, I help people find those tried and true recipe resources, Right. right? And so I have my hit list of these are the ones I go to. So I look at my calendar, I look at, here's kind of the resources that I want to use. And then step three is really, what do I already have on hand? Mm-hmm. So I can save myself time and money at the grocery store mm-hmm. because I hate grocery shopping and I am pickup and delivery all day long. Totally. I can't tell you how many times I bought an extra pound of chicken only to realize oh my, I already had a pound oh of gosh. chicken in
0: the fridge. Ridiculous. Yes, I- ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah. it's so right. i do
1: keep a high level inventory i'm not talking everything you have in your pantry or your right. fridge here are the proteins and the veggies yeah right? um and so i keep like a running list i keep like like
0: yeah. i have like a goat like a in google keep i just have it so i literally like just go through and uns- i just check everything i already have so that what all that's left are the the items um yeah. but i will undoubtedly totally buy the same thing that I have sitting yeah, in the like, <laughs> like every time,
1: which is how I end up with three pounds of chicken in my freezer for, you know, totally, uh, totally. But then the other thing that I do is I think about, um, and, and this is kind of where a little bit of the fun comes in is, is there something that we're celebrating this week? Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean a birthday. It could be anything, right? It could be a birthday. It could be that I just want to do something special because I know my daughter's coming over for dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the family favorites that I need to incorporate into my meal plan? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important for anybody who's meal planning, especially if you're working on managing those expectations or mm-hmm. with picky eaters, mm-hmm. like you need to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and Where do you then- keep your
0: hit list?
1: So your like resources. I mean, how do you keep that organized? I
0: have a Google doc
1: that I keep my favorite links in. Okay. Now I have compiled that right in the process of doing this um, because I have resources for sheet pan meals, um, um, instant pot meals, vegetarian meals. Like, you know, I kind of have my hit list. Um, I think through cooking strategies as well. So like, There are weeks where there it's going to be nuts, and I do a cook once, eat three times strategy. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I'll cook a big old batch of meatballs on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I'll put them in calzones one night. Mm -hmm. I'll put it in spaghetti one night, and I'll you know put it in something else a third night
0: sandwich or something like a homemade or something like that.
1: Right? Yeah, great. Uh, And so those are some of my favorite strategies that I work with clients on. Or Mm -hmm. let's really discover, let's talk about what your cooking style and what you think will work best for you. Mm-hmm. And here are the resources I would recommend. So I keep Love kind that. of my, my hit list. Mm-hmm. I'm a cookbook hoarder. And so like my, I pick a new resource every week because it's fun for me. Mm-hmm. That's not what I recommend to clients who are just starting their meal planning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So then I sit down and I pick my I only pick one or two resources each week. And then I go through and like, okay, I want, I'm going to try two recipes this week. And then I'm going to do convenience food two nights this week. And then Mm -hmm. spend tonight, um, eat out husband's cooking, whatever. I love that. Uh, But as I go through and pick those recipes, I immediately add what I need. I compare it to the list and I add what I need to my grocery Mm -hmm. list. And I do it all at one time. Mm -hmm. And then it's done for the week. And what I'm hearing you say too, is I am paying attention to
0: what you're, Mm -hmm. I'm picking up you're what you're putting down here, <laughs> which is that you only pick
1: two recipes really. For yeah. Them. Like that is like, the other one of the meal pl- meal planning myths that we busted. is you don't have to try a new recipe, a bunch yeah. of new recipes.
0: I'm like, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. like, two recipes is fine. And I I think that's really important for people to hear because I think they think you have to do five, six recipes and have it, but you can make things stretch. I love the idea of like, I've done that before, and I love that where you take something and then like reincorporate it into, you know, so yeah. So really I, delicious I'm really chicken. awful
1: eating. Yeah, I'm awful eating leftovers. Mm-hmm. I'm awful about it. So, but if I can turn them into something new, mm-hmm. then I'm all excited. Mm-hmm. But if I did the majority of the cooking at the front of the week, and then all I have to do is throw oh the meatballs. The other thing was that a soup that was the other one I could Oh make. yeah, good meatball soup. So know, sandwich soup and spaghetti. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give you my spaghetti tip.
0: Okay. Like you probably already know this, but I'm like, I'm going to share it. Cause I'm so proud of myself. I came up with them on my own. I'm sure it's out yeah. and nobody cares, but I'm like, when I make spaghetti, I'll redo it. But I put it in a casserole dish and bake it with just a ton of cheese on top. And they love it. It's baked spaghetti. And they just think it's like yes. the greatest thing. And I'm like, it's literally spaghetti into the dish. The Same
1: thing we had two nights ago, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Guys totally delicious. You're right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. But again, you know, rather than like, Oh, we're having that again, just flip it around a little bit. Yeah. I love
0: that. It's, it's fun. Well, I think this is, this is, um, life changing for people. That's what I think. And I think that I love, I I love my mission. uh, I love your story. I love the way that you came about it so organically and I think that I'm sure working with people, you've got such a heart for where they're at in that place of overwhelm. And I, I just think it's so, so cool. So like, what's the best way for people to get connected with you and to um, check you out and all that? Where can they yeah, find you?
1: So I'm on Instagram, but I hang out most on Facebook. Um, And I do have a Facebook group that if you are a stressed and overwhelmed working mom, I would love for you to come check it out. It's called yeah. Tired to Inspired Cooking. Love it. And in that group, that's where, um, I share my weekly meal plan for inspiration. I do a cooking lesson each week. Um, I share a featured recipe and then I do a table topic every Tuesday, which mm-hmm. is a conversation starter for you to take to your table and just, you know, start a new conversation I versus how was your day? Open-ended questions, right? Yes. Um, oh, I love that. and then, um, you can find the details about master your meal plan at trishasbitesoflife.com.
0: I love that. And I will put all that in the show notes, of course. It's going to be fun. I'm sure you're going to have people checking you out. Okay. So I've got my fun questions that we're going to wrap up with. So the first one I love to ask is, what are you feeding your mind with right now? Listening to or reading on your...
1: Yeah, I've been listening to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's such a good one. (laughs) It is. I can't believe it's taken me this long to listen to it. And you know, it's funny, the books, it's not even like they're new groundbreaking information. No. But they're great reminders put in a different way. And I just yeah. love her no-nonsense attitude. But I think yeah. the thing I've gotten the most out of it is that your determination can sometimes carry you further than education. Mm. So don't mm. wait till you know everything. You don't need to know one more thing. You just need mm. to jump in and try it. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. sort of how I've launched my business and how I've learned how to cook. And so that really spoke to me. Yeah.
0: I love the idea, like to, in order to be good at something, you have to be willing to be bad at it and just, you know, yeah. Okay. but yeah, that book was a good, it was, but when I first started out in my coaching business, I, um, listened to it on Audible and it is really empowering. I mean, it's like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. This is great. I love
1: that. What brings you joy? Um... I mean, this isn't going to be surprising, mm-hmm. but cooking brings me joy. I mean, I just, I turn on my Frank Sinatra and I pour oh. a glass of wine. And like, love that it. is like my, that's starting to chop and prep is like the best part of my day. I'm in control of it from start to finish, you Ooh, know, go I back love to that recovery. That. But <laughs> um, but it's my wind down time, right? Yeah. But it's a wind down time that I know also serves my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cooking brings me joy, but that's because, Connections and conversation and community brings me joy, right? I and cooking is my contribution to that. So oh. community is what brings me joy. I yeah, guess
0: what- oh, I, love, I totally understand that. What do you say to yourself to keep going, like just when you don't want to? Um, I've been saying this a lot.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you're doing enough. Oh,
1: I love that one. That's great you are doing enough. Yeah, if Everything you're doing is taking you one step further and trust in divine timing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd love that. What's your favorite piece of advice that you've been given or that you give to others? Um, this one is, a, this is a throwback to my, my corporate life, but I worked for a manager who, uh, we were going through a lot of reorganization and a lot of turmoil and, um, Again, these things that aren't particularly groundbreaking, but for whatever reason felt particularly groundbreaking for me. Oh, I it know is feeling. Sense is in any situation, assume positive intent. Mm, and so oh, for me, that. that has become assume positive intent, not for them, but recognize how much better you feel because you did, and how differently you react because. You walk into a situation with assuming positive intent. Mm-hmm. And I have to say in the world of growing business and social media, that I feel like that's become even more critical than it did when I heard it in corporate America. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. You know? That is such good. It's uh, so good. I assume the best. Yeah. Assume the best. I love it. And then what is a product you can't live without? These, this you probably have a bunch of Pampered Chef products
1: you can't live I, There's so many favorite products that I can't live without. Um, okay. I'm going to give you one that's fun, and I'm going to give you uh, a Pampered Chef product. Ooh, I
0: love it. I love it. All right.
1: So my fun one um, is this fun new thing. I've always been a big fan of open-end questions at the table. We've talked about that, but mm-hmm. I found this line of products called Table Topics. mm. And it's just a box of cards. They're random questions, but there's one themed family gatherings, one that's themed family conversation, which has like questions about heroes, right or wrong, which is really fun for getting to know your kids. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) I have another one, um, the theme was girls night. Mm. And so aside from family, I went on a girl's trip with my girlfriends and one of them has moved away a few years ago. And so when we get together, we talk about the same three things, right? How's work? How are the kids? Right. And you're just like, you don't really, we've been friends for so long. You don't break new ground. And so I took these table topics on our trip with us and we took them to every restaurant that we went to and every activity that we did. And it was so fun because it was like, what's the next table topic question? Oh my gosh. I love that. And we got to learn so much about each other all over again. Mm -hmm. And then I broke them out. Not that theme, not that set, but a different set with my kids for my daughter's birthday. And again, they're 23 and 18 and they couldn't wait for the next question. Mm. You learn so much about people, but they're questions that don't put them on the spot. They're more thought-provoking and, and interesting. So right. table topics is my recent love of favorite products. I don't think I could live without. I love that. Pampered Chef Wise, hands down, it's the garlic press. Oh my gosh. It's the, you're right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you. I don't like to touch garlic. It's sticky and it you can never get the smell out of it. Oh, and I'm it's so
0: good. In the, and in the, the little soap. my favorite is the little, the, the, the leftover. So if, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm gonna sell it right now for you. anyone who doesn't know, you put the whole clove of garlic in there with the wrapper on it, like with, it's all in there and you press it down and it comes out and then you get this really amazing, you just, just pull out the whole wrapper and it doesn't, I don't even know what that's called. What's that called? The, it's wrapper. We're going to say wrapper. Sure. The skin, the skin, the skin. It just just pops right out and you've got a whole
1: pressed Of garlic, you didn't have to do anything with it. And you just you don't have any preservatives in it, you Uh, don't have any extra water and citric acid. The flavor's fresh and it's so easy. And you throw that sucker in the dishwasher. Yes, I love it. That's a really good one. Like, if there's one I can't live without, that's probably I mean, I there's a lot of them I can't live without, but like Mm -hmm. I would seriously be hard pressed to slice garlic after owning that sucker. I know, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We went to um like on a vacation, and of course I don't bring my garlic press with me. And I didn't have, so I did have to chop it. And I, the whole time I was just like, I can't believe I'm having to do this.
1: <laughs> this yeah. So this we bought awful. an RV a few years ago <laughs> and I literally bought a second of all my favorite pampered chef tools to put in the RV. Cause I was like, so I smart.
0: can't do this in that small space. So smart. I love it. Oh, well, Trisha, this has been an absolute delight. I appreciate so much just your sharing and, um, your heart for helping people get out of that state of overwhelm, which is my whole jam as you know, yep. is to help people get out of that state. And this is such a big step in that direction. So I would encourage everyone to go check you out in all the, all the areas and, um, you're a great follow on Instagram. You've got a lot of really good tips that you put in there. So yeah, I would recommend everyone go yeah, check you out. If you, you have out. any
1: questions, I mean, feel free to send me a message. Yeah. i here to help give you tips and tricks and You know, if you have questions about what I do, I'm I'm happy to just have a conversation. No, no high pressure sales here. This is no. Just we can we can chat about whatever you need and go from
0: there. You can just ask her to be on your podcast randomly and she'll say yes, you guys. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being on. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you hanging out with me here. If there is something that you loved that you want to remember, make sure you write it down. Write it down because those are the things that we retain best. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it in your stories. Tag me at Johnson and make sure you share it with a friend. If you know somebody who needs this encouragement today as well. Thanks for listening again and see you soon.